And hello and welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And I'm Rich Baxter. And Rich, let's see, where are you? There you are. Hello. How's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, Rich, the schedules are out. Before we did a show a couple of days ago and we didn't have a schedule to go by. Now we have the schedules out, and what say you about that? Yeah, schedule released uh, on Monday, uh, July 6th, right after we did our, our Sunday show. So we thought we'd get a quick, fresh podcast out for our listeners uh, discussing the uh, baseball schedule for 2020, quick 60-game season and uh, that's what struck me so oddly about the season how fast this is going to play out it certainly is it's going to go quickly uh they've got it compacted into essentially almost two months uh, maybe a little bit longer july i think they're ending in it's september 26th roughly or something along that line so uh it is going to be in two months and not a lot of days off. You're playing 60 games in 60 days or 62 days or whatever uh, they, they figured on. But uh, if they get to play, I'm still not sold that they're going to play. Uh, Rich, um, three camps have closed over the weekend for uh, because they did not, or beginning of the week, because they did not get test results back. Uh, you know, MS was all part of it. MLB said that they had hooked up with a lab. Um, the lab is blaming it on the July 4th weekend, but, you know, come on. If, if you've got, uh, a big league contract with the Major League Baseball, you better honor that. You better have people working in, in that lab. You better have a full lab. So it's not falling, you know, uh, uh, processing of these tests are falling behind because, uh, you know, now, now we've got almost like a mini shutdown again. Uh, so, and, and more players, uh, getting sick. Joey Gallo, uh, uh, the latest, uh, more players opting out. Dave Price, uh, is opting out. So. I don't know, but as you said, schedules are out there, and uh, I know my Mets are get off to a rugged start with the Braves and, and the uh, Red Sox, and then the Braves again, and then the Nationals, so uh, I don't know. How did the Phillies get off? Uh, the Phillies, believe it or not, have a, a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they have 38 games, um, comparable with 2019 against winning teams out of the 60, uh, and 20 of those games will be on the road. So they lead right off um, against the Marlins, but then they have like five games against the Yankees straight off. I'm talking the first week. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do. Uh, the Sports Illustrated had a story that they ran about uh, who's likely to have a good start or vice versa. And uh, one of the teams that they picked is the Cincinnati Reds to have a good start. They play 14 of their first 25 games against the Tigers, Royals, and Pirates. So 
Uh, a lot of these teams, uh, including the Texas Rangers, they're playing 17 of the first 22 against losing teams from last year. And uh, those teams in danger of having a slow start, the Boston Red Sox playing 13 of their 23 against the Rays and the Yankees. And we were talking a little bit before we started the podcast, Gary. I saw an, a neat um, schematic drawing of how the travel is going to work out with each team. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find it for our video portion of this podcast, but it, it certainly highlighted, you know, three different regions of the country, obviously the East, um, the Midwest, and then the West. So uh, looking at those schematics, you got a great idea of just how tight these leagues are formed. They're within uh, very much within their own geographic uh, jurisdiction, so to speak. Uh, our teams in the NL East, our favorite teams, playing essentially a lot of games against other teams in the division, mm -hmm. uh, the Nationals, the Marlins, uh, teams that are easy to reach. Uh, Phillies and the Mets obviously going to be playing one another. And the AL teams are, are teams that are easy to reach as well for the Mets and the Yankee or the Mets and the Phillies, rather, it'll be the Yankees, Toronto, uh, Baltimore, teams like that. So uh, I'm still on the fence about this season. It, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of the schedule. Um, I don't think it's indicative of a regular season by any means. You're not going to the West Coast, and I understand why they're not doing it, but you're you're essentially staying in your regional area and uh, to expect a, you know, a, a positive result from 60 games, I, I just don't see how you can do it. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I, I It's a tough one to call because I, I don't know whether people are going to legitimize it. Uh, I've been calling it an exhibition season. Um I guess that's not fair if if somebody wins well somebody's gonna win but I mean are they gonna be is it gonna be a legitimate world championship or world series win or is it just you know is it gonna have an asterisk it's gonna have an asterisk it's a 60 game season or whatever uh mm -hmm. but um I don't know. And the problem with a season like this is if you get off to a, you know, you lose five games in a row, you're virtually out of it. I mean, uh, it, it's not like in a 162 game season, you can lose five, six games in a row and still be in a race. You have plenty of time to make it up. Uh, this is going to be a sprint. And, you know, whoever get, if you can get out quick and build some sort of lead, you may be able to hang on and and take this and uh i i don't know you know it just it, there's so many question marks now with these these players opting out and all of that kind of stuff and players getting sick you don't know whether it to call it legitimate or what they're going to legitimize it every way which way they can 
baseball's gonna you know they're gonna hand out those trophies at the end for the division and for the uh, for the league championships and the pennants and and they have the right to do that but in the fans mind is it gonna you know is it gonna be a legitimate champion i guess if you win you're gonna count it legitimately um and everybody else will have the doubts uh but i i don't know i i i just think it's it's a mistake yeah and as a lot of baseball fans were saying that you know they're so happy the game's going to be back it just doesn't really matter what they see but i i I think in the end like you said it does matter uh it's going to be a question of a foot race 60 game season is really not much in in the length of a baseball season at all and if you glance at your schedule uh, on a PDF like they have up for all the teams, you can see how easily a team can, as you said, fall out of the race. It uh, could be a quick end. Of course, you know, the teams aren't worried about fans going to the stadium either. There's not going to be any fans going to the stadium. So uh, definitely going to be an exercise in um, a different season, obviously, for 2020. But uh, what did you think of the fanfare in which the MLB announced this season on MLB Network? Well, I, I just, I, I just think it's it, it was a bit much, you know. I mean, uh, based on the fact that it is a 60 game season, based on all the negotiations. Based on the fact that, look, I still, I, I, I'll believe it when they throw the first pitch. Let's put it that way. Uh, as I said before, with these uh, testing now problems, uh, with players opting out, I just thought it, it, it I would have just released the schedule quietly. And say, here's the schedule. I, I understand they're trying to cash in on everybody, you know, wanting to see baseball and everything. But I just think it was a bit much. Yeah, over the top for no reason. Uh, they they could have done things like this for other other times, and they never did. But like you said, yeah, this was nothing to brag about. You know, Trump Trump up like uh, <laughs> an announcement of uh, the circus come into town, but that's essentially uh, what it may turn out to be. Now, back to that uh, Sports Illustrated article, they say down the stretch, the easiest path and, you know, a team has is the New York Yankees. They're playing 20 of their final 23 games against the Blue Jays, Orioles, and Marlins. So you got three teams that lost 95 games last year. And here the Yankees are playing 20 of their last 23 games against these teams. Now, that sounds like a stacked deck to me a little bit. <laughs> uh, your favorite team, the New York Mets, arguably has the toughest path down the stretch. They're playing uh, their final 10 games against three playoff teams from 2019, three against the Braves, three against the Rays and four games against the Nationals. So uh, you've got an uneven schedule here. Um, 
And it was made primarily because they had to stay in their regional areas. So, uh, what, what can you, can you derive of that? Does every team have a fair shot at this or, you know, the, the deck is definitely stacked against certain teams. It certainly seems that way. Uh, I don't know. You know, it, it, if you say anything, then it's either sour grapes or whatever. Uh, uh, it does seem, though, though they, they stacked it a little bit in the Yankees' favor. You know, of course, they want to get the Yankees in the postseason. They want to get them into the World Series because it's bigger uh, numbers and all of that crap. So, uh, uh, any uh, can you tell me by that article is the same thing about the Dodgers schedule? The Dodgers schedule, yes, it does mention the Dodgers here uh, out in the West here. Well, it's it's saying best matchups: Dodgers and Angels will take place uh, August fourteenth through the sixteenth. Uh, as far as them um, finishing, it says uh, Dodgers and Giants um, are going to have a rivalry, but they don't play each other. Uh, they play 10 times in the first 33 games. Then they play each other in September. So uh, a battle with the Dodgers and the Giants early on, obviously, uh, and they're Two other teams that are geographically close, sort of like the Phillies and the Mets, the Yankees and the Phillies, you know, how can the Phillies open the season up with five games against the Yankees in the first 10, 10 days of the season? It's just, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it certainly is. And, and, you know, uh, I bet the Dodgers uh, schedule isn't that difficult either because they, that's, they want to, they want the Dodgers and the Yankees to play. You know, that's, that's their idea. Um, World Series, I guess, uh, because it's got both coasts involved and big markets. So, uh, uh-huh. it's probably, I'm trying to look up and see, but I can't really get a, uh, while you look that up, I'll show our listeners. I finally found that, uh, nice little graphic that I was looking at during the week here, um, tweeted out by a guy named Darren Willman here. He made a, um, travel schedule and you can see on the far right. Here on the East Coast is where the East Coast teams will be playing one another. And then you move into the center of the country here around the Chicago area, uh, the Midwest, uh, Cincinnati, uh, Pittsburgh. Those teams are going to be getting together, Minnesota. Uh, and then you move out West here. Arguably, they have like the greatest distances to travel because you have Seattle up here. You have... Um, San Francisco, then you have down the coast, the uh, Dodgers, Angels, uh, out to Arizona, and then Colorado, and they're incorporating Texas into the Western League as well. So, uh, pretty cool graphic there. I like yeah, the way that it breaks that up. It really gives you uh, uh, an idea. Yeah, those being in the Midwest, of course, have the shortest traveling distances, Amongst teams, uh, and you know, through 
further west of of that, of course, is the Rocky Mountains and some wide open plains. There are no teams in in this Montana area, Utah, that sort of thing. So, you know, there there's a good indication of of what you'll see with the traveling uh, for the 2020 season. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, that's a, it. It's a, when you see it that way, it really uh, gives you a good a good picture. Yeah, I, when I saw it, I was trying to save it for the show, and by stroke of luck, I was able to because uh, I retweeted <laughs> it from my account at fightingphillies.com. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, my handle there is at fightingphillies. Um, we have a at baseball talk show as well and gary is at mets musing so you can follow us there during the week if you're not familiar with our individual blogs gary has metsmusings.com which is a great uh blog audio blog on the mets he does his podcasts every week faithfully and mine is over at fightingphillies.com where i also have a podcast called phillies talk uh, we're ramping it up. We've been about one a month for the past several months, but we're going to go probably into like three times a month now that the schedule, maybe even four every week. Yeah. If, if they're going to play, you got to ramp it up, get it, get it, uh, in there, you know, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. It's tough, but sometimes you got to do it. You got to work on getting those guests in and, uh, you know, getting the pertinent information out there. So, <laughs> you know, it's Another, funny. Uh, I, I, I tried to get ahead this year in like April or, or um, actually before that, February or March. I laid out the whole Met season and laid out when my show would be to try to to see about getting guests on, you know, from other other podcasts from across the country for teams that were mm-hmm. coming in. And, of course, that's all out the window now. <laughs> and don't forget, if you are you like podcasts, you obviously do. You're listening to our show or watching it on YouTube. Uh, check out the Baseball Talk at BaseballTalkRadio.com. There's... Uh, Roughly 30 to 40 podcasts there talking baseball. There's a 24-hour radio feed that I try to keep updated on a weekly basis when I can. So uh, tune into that. It also streams via tunein.com, that uh, 24-hour feed there. So you find yourself in a need to listen to baseball and don't have the Sirius XM package talking baseball, you can always tune into the channel there at BaseballTalkRadio.com. And can I give a shout-out to our good friends at Baseball and Barbecue? They uh, do a terrific podcast where uh, they talk about baseball and they talk about barbecue. So if you're into both in this uh, summer season, take a listen to them, uh, Jeff and Len, over at Baseball and Barbecue. Very good, and you always get my mouth watering when you say barbecue. <laughs> Over the weekend, I did some chicken, and of course, when I, I bring it in where I work, you know, I had to put it in the microwave, and of course, it emits these wonderful smells, and everybody turns <laughs> yeah, around. And, where, where's that coming from? 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, check them out. Baseball and barbecue, the podcast. Uh, the season, as we know, is kicking off uh, July twenty third. The Yankees and the Nationals will uh, take the first game at seven o eight p.m. Uh, the Giants and the Dodgers out on the West Coast taking the first game for uh, that section of the country at 10.08 Eastern Time p.m. Uh, it's going to be good. Then the rest of the teams follow in the next day on the uh, 24th. Um, going to be good to see baseball back, and it's certainly going to be I want to tune in just to see what it's going to be like with no Nobody. no people in the stands. Are they going to have field mics so we can hear the players cursing as we know they do? <laughs> uh, they're going to have to watch their P's and Q's if they have the field mics. Yeah, I, I guess that will be curiosity. Uh, will be uh, peaked uh, to see that. Uh, now, I haven't read. Have they discussed at all? The possibility of somewhere along the line having fans at the games. I mean, I know at one point they were talking about allowing like 10,000 people in, social distancing, the whole nine yards. Um, have they, I, have you heard anything further along those lines? I haven't heard a thing about yeah. having any fans in. Um, Supply would definitely um, be shorter than demand, I'm sure. But, you know, even with the teams working out at home, uh, I thought it would have been a great idea to maybe have a donation thing. Give them 10 bucks to go down to the ballpark, watch the workout from 11 to 2 or whatever they're working out, 11 yeah. to 3. Um, donate it to charity or something. You know, bring... Bring a charity into a homeless shelter or something like that. You know, you might get a few thousand people, scatter them around the ballpark, you know, a donation. But, you know, it's, it's kind of late for that, for an idea. But maybe the MLB doesn't want people close to the players because they feel like they may incorporate the virus closer to the players. Right. That's probably what their feeling is. And it, they, they could be worried about liability if somebody gets it at the ballpark. Uh, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's. Uh, I I know I've I've also seen on social media. I don't know if you've seen this where people are. Some people are complaining that it's a night. There are night games, and they don't they don't think it makes any sense. And I'm thinking, well, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, because they want the ratings, they want people to watch. If people are wor people are working, people are going back to work. Uh, if you had a season of day games, it would it would cut into their ratings completely. So they'd rather have the uh, night games, I would think. And plus, the weather's warmer, so it's not like you're going and gonna, uh, you know, like I've been to night games in April. And you freeze your butt. I've been in May. You freeze your butt off too. Um, yeah. You know, this is July, so it's just a regular July night game. Uh, but uh, I, I was a little surprised at that to see people complaining about that. But look, it's the perfect setup, like you said. They're going to have the Dodgers and Giants on ESPN, I guess it is. 
uh, to open up the season on opening night. And uh, I believe the Mets are playing at 410 or something. So they're doing it for a double or triple header, whatever they're going to try to do. Um, that's why you're going to see night games. And, and it's all about the, the Benjamins. Let's be honest. I mean, it's it's ratings and it's money. Yeah. A uh, couple of games ESPN has circled, and this is from ESPN.com, of course. Uh, the Nationals and the Yankees, uh, July 23rd through the 26th. That opens up the season. Dodgers and the Houston Astros, July 28th and 29th. Uh, there will be Sunday night baseball. A uh, schedule was released. Uh, the first game is Gary, your Mets taking on the Braves. Braves at the Mets on July 26th. Woo-hoo. And there's actually two games that night. Later on in that Sunday night will be the Giants and the Dodgers. So um, the following week, of course, we had to put up with the Red Sox and the Yankees, of course. <laughs> Well, that's the, the night you find something different to do. <laughs> and then for you Phillies and Braves fans, look ahead to August 23rd and August 30th on ESPN. There'll be a home-and-home home series each Sunday. Uh, Phillies and the, at the Braves on the 23rd, and then the Braves at the Phillies on the 30th. And what else do they have here? They have the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros circled August 7th through the 9th. I think that's going to be a good series. Uh, Chicago White Sox and the Cubs, August 21st to 23rd. Twins and Indians, August 24th through the 26th. And so on down the line here. Uh, <laughs> they have a lot of games circled. Well, there's going to be a lot of games to get in, right? <laughs> so uh, that's why they're doing that. Yes, indeed. So we thought we'd bring this special edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show to you while this news is still fresh. What do you think about the schedule? Send us an email. You can send uh, one to Gary at Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can email me as well on it, Rich at BaseballTalkRadio.com. Uh, or you could go podcast at BaseballTalkRadio.com. And uh, we'll be glad to answer any questions or talk about your take on the season. And uh, if you listen to the show, like I was saying a few shows ago, send us an email, drop us a line, let us know that you're you're out there, you're listening. Uh, it spurs us on, gives us a little extra oomph to take into the next show. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash baseball talk radio. And uh, you can support us right there. Uh, there's a little button that gives you support, and it gives you a choice of uh, how much you'd like to uh, donate. And uh, it's right there on the website. Or you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Baseball Talk Radio Show, and, and leave a little donation there, too. So anything you help will help us improve the show and move it forward. Right, right. And that is, uh, let me just say that's patreon.com forward slash baseball talk is the way you reach us okay. there on Patreon. I'm going to write and that again, down. And again, if you, 
you have a problem getting a hold of one of our sites, drop us an email. Probably the best way to get to us, and we'll be glad to uh, answer you personally and get you over to the right spot. Yes, indeedy. And uh, like I said, anything you could do would be very helpful to us to uh, uh, increase our uh, technology here so we can bring you better product. Maybe if we get out to the games, they'll let us, uh, we can get on the road and do some interviews or something. But uh, we're working on a couple now and we'll see what happens with them. But uh, yeah. very cool. So, uh, as you said, Gary, 15 game, 15 days rather remains to the start of the season. We both want to see it start. Uh, a couple more guys opting out or on the fence, as Gary said. But, um, We'll see. Even Mike Trout himself doubts about the 2020 season. So he hasn't made uh, we'll a bring... decision yet, huh? Looks like not, but he's, uh, you know, his story about having a doubt about whether the season will, uh, be able to finish is, is first and foremost their editor pick on ESPN.com. So we'll see. He, they're trying to make him the, you know, the guy in baseball, the poster child, so to speak, of right. baseball. So he might have a bigger voice than people think. Well, again, I guess I'll have to say that I'll believe it when the first pitch is thrown because it's, 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 I don't know, still some doubt. Yep. And on better news, before we close it out real quick here, uh, Aaron Nola apparently does not have the coronavirus and did not have it, but he was exposed to it apparently is what the word is. Um, he was delayed into the Phillies uh, summer camp by eight, nine days. So he's back in camp apparently now and, and okay. So he was quarantining apparently and speculation was he might've had it, but apparently he did not. Okay. So that's good. Well, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. We hope you liked this special schedule edition for 2020, and it's our little special that we had on it anyway, Gary. Yep. And, Rich, we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks, right? Yes, indeed. You have a great week, and we'll talk to our uh, listeners again. Take care.